05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship Championship Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And uh, we, we're going international today. We got a link of Rutkowska. And I don't know if I slaughtered that or not, but I think I might have gotten close on the name. But uh, she's originally from Poland and living in Italy currently. Thanks for being here. Excited to be here, Nate, and you got it just right. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, I appreciate you being here. And one of the first questions I like to ask is championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you? What do you think of when you hear championship leadership? What comes to mind when I hear that is leading by example. So being the champion that you would like others to become as um, you know they are looking at you. So that's sort of you know, what I try to do when I lead my team. I don't request people to do anything that I wouldn't be willing to do. And, you know, that doesn't mean doing jobs that I'm not good at. <laughs> that's, yeah, why, right. that's why we're hiring them. But for example, I uh, keep my weekends off. Uh, so I don't work during the weekends. I don't expect my team members to be operational during the weekends if they want to. I'm not going to stop them, yeah. but I never require them to do something over the weekend so that it, it's done on Monday. So I think that uh, gives the leader a certain level of credibility and, uh, you know, championship leadership. You want to be the champion in the eyes of your followers. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Beautiful. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and what you're up to, how you've gotten to where you're at and uh, yeah, what is it that you're currently doing today? Mm-hmm. I'm the founder and CEO of Leaders Press. What we do is we help entrepreneurs turn their book ideas into bestsellers. So our ideal author is a successful entrepreneur that wants to either grow their business or leave a legacy with a book idea, but who doesn't want to actually do the writing. So we are the team that will take that idea through a series of interviews, we'll get the book ghostwritten, and then we'll put it into bookstores the brick and mortar bookstores because we have a distribution partnership with Simon and Schuster, one of the largest publishers in the U S yeah. so through them, we put in the books in the bookstores and we also get books on bestseller, bestseller lists like USA today and wall street journal. We got more than 130 authors on those lists 
already. So, you know, this is what we do. And what, what got me here is passion. (laughs) I used to work in multinational companies. And at a certain point, I just thought, this is not for me. I don't feel like I'm realizing my full potential. Is that all there is? (laughs) Something else out there. So I decided to leave that world behind and figure out what I'm all about. And I found it and it's, it's Leaders Press. Very good. So well, why Leaders Press? Why books? Like what uh, brought you there? I've always loved books and I've always loved business. I wrote my first book when I was still in the corporate world. Did you? And yes, and it did so well. I self-published it and it did so well that it brought me more in terms of uh, royalties than my corporate salary did. Oh, wow. And when that happened, I thought, I don't need you guys anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I left. Exactly. And I left. <laughs> and of course, it's naive to think that you can, you know, live off of one book's royalties for the rest of your life. But it got me so excited that I decided to pursue that. And I created a business out of it. First did it for myself and then helped other authors with their book marketing. And then finally came up with the idea of uh, structuring it. Uh, into an elegant solution, uh, which is what we're doing now. What's the name of the book? <laughs> the name of the book, I don't really talk about it anymore. Well, but it was, <laughs> it was entitled, Read Me, I Am Magical. <laughs> I love it. And people read it. And it was even translated into other languages by some big time publishing houses. The same publishing houses that translated The Secret in some countries. And hey, now we can laugh all we want because it got me to where I am now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not laughing. I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's cool. I love it. Incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Well, who are some some championship leaders that have impacted you? And more so, like, you know, what are some of the characteristics that have really stood out that maybe you've taken to, to make you the championship leader that you are today? You know, uh, there's always, I think, some buddy or, you know, some trend that is, impact me, is impacting me at a given time. When I remember myself as a teenager still, I read, and, you know, probably people are yawning because you've heard this so many times, but I read Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And that really impacted me in my thinking. I, I remember saying, I can think. <laughs> <laughs> I can, so I can grow rich, right? Yeah. And uh, that was a big deal for me. And I just really believe that whatever I visualize or whatever I believe, I can, I can actually achieve it. I, I can get it. If, if only I can believe that I can get there. And, and that's been materializing for me. since I read that as a teenager. And more recently, you know, uh, I've had uh, the opportunity to interact with living successful entrepreneurs. For example, Dean Jackson is the one that helped me come up with Leaders Press during a mastermind in London. Dean Jackson is the co-host of I Love Marketing, the podcast with Joe Polish. Uh, so he's a you know super super brain, uh, absolutely amazing. The entrepreneurs that I hang out with right now, as part of a group called Genius Network, which is Joe Polish's group, yeah. have also been impacting me. For example, Dan Sullivan, who is the founder of Strategic Coach, who wrote the book Who Not How with yeah. Benjamin Hardy. That's a big deal. Who Not How is and Dan's whole mindset is something that is so inspiring and liberating. 
to entrepreneurs. I think especially when you hang out with people like that, you start understanding that the whole Silicon Valley mindset of doing hero hours, you know, I didn't have lunch today. I didn't have breakfast. I haven't eaten for <laughs> yeah. a week and slept for a week. So I'm the hero. You start realizing how, you know, damaging and demoral demoralizing that is. Mm -hmm. And you start embracing the power of the like, million dollar racehorse. Right. So if you had a million dollar racehorse and I ride horses, so it's a good, good analogy. Yeah. Not racehorses, show jumping. Yeah. But right. if you had a million dollar racehorse, you wouldn't sort of, you know, ride it until it collapses. Right. Yeah. You would absolutely. feed it well. You would let it sleep. You would take care of it. And as the entrepreneur, you're the million-dollar racehorse. You're bringing in the revenue for your company, or if you're a solo entrepreneur, you know, for your family, for yourself. So you can't, you know, be not fed well and and sleepy and tired. And you just need to nurture yourself because you need to, because you're the million-dollar racehorse. Another great example of. Um, so now I'm fascinated by Dan. <laughs> and so yeah. another great thing he says is that you cannot be so tightly scheduled because if you're tightly scheduled there's no space for transformation mm -hmm. so you should you should leave like 30 percent of your calendar open just so that you have this transformational experience you know there's um concept and i forget the author but it's i have his book on my ibooks here somewhere but it's the concept of thinking time yeah uh, time to I think. Look up the, say it again time to think yeah you need yeah. to have thinking time, yeah, time to think structured in your calendar because you can't just go and, you know, be reactive to things that are thrown at you all the time. And in order for myself to have more quality thinking time, for the first time in my career, <laughs> I delegated my email to my executive assistant. That's a big mindset thing. Like you're actually letting somebody get into your inbox, yeah. look at your stuff and select what goes where. But I did it. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> and you know what happens? There's a concept called decision fatigue. Yeah. So if you have to open your inbox in the morning and there's 200 emails sitting there and you have to decide, you know, which ones to delete, which ones to read later, which ones to delegate, which ones to uh, prioritize. Like you're already drained. Yeah, right. And you don't need to be doing this. Yeah. So now my assistant does the sorting for me. And then this morning, today was the first day we did this after, you know, a couple of weeks of training her. Now mm. she actually went in and did it. And now priority, there were two emails. <laughs> there were, you know, hundred emails, yeah. hund hundreds of emails in the morning, priority two, you know, to resolve, but not priority right. 20. And yeah. then all the rest, you know, I, I don't need to deal with. That's awesome. You didn't have to Yeah. I didn't have to sift through this. So in the morning, and you, I, I meet with her. She does this for me before nine o'clock. She does, she does this for me by nine o'clock, and I get started at eight. So I have one hour of quality thinking time before I even get into inbox to do my inbox, and my mind starts getting hijacked by what other people want from me. Yeah. So you know, so that's gold, and everybody can get this done because yeah. you can get an you know assistant who's in the philippines and that right. is not you know particularly expensive but the quality and the bandwidth you know that you get <laughs> yeah. uh, is amazing you just need to yeah. know how to hire well right yeah absolutely mm -hmm. yeah no that's huge and it is it's hard for people to to give that up though too right to have somebody 
like you say, that's personally inside of your email box. But it is, it is. So there's a the moment you make it, I'm, I'm sure, as you can attest to, it's it's freeing for sure. So it's, it's yeah. incredibly freeing. Yes, and you know, then there are if you're worried about security stuff, like you can have another address where everything is forwarded there. Yeah, that your assistant right. doesn't have access to. So in case there's some sort of mess up, you have all those anyway. Yeah, and you can set it up as a delegation. So when the assistant replies. It's from you, but I think there's a tag said saying reply by in their name. So there's this accountability that they're actually replying as themselves. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you can be pretty confident doing this if you've yeah. hired the right person and right. you trust them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great. That was good. A lot of gold right there. Yeah, I'm very familiar with all those people that you, that you mentioned. Um, let's switch gears just a little bit. I just posted about this today, actually, about vision, championship leadership, championship leaders, I believe have incredible vision. And I usually talk about football coaches, which I'm not sure how familiar you are with football, but you know, the best of the best in any industry or any sport, they have incredible vision and they have the courage, most importantly, I think to take action on it. So what is it for you? Let's say even kind of short term, next five years, what's the vision and impact most importantly that you want to make from that vision in the next five years? Well, it's funny that you say that because I have on my desk printed out my Colby result, which shows that I'm a visionary and it says you lead uh -huh. the way to visionary possibilities and create what others said couldn't be done. Yeah. So this is exciting. I actually have it on my desk yeah. because I'll be attending a Colby training tomorrow. But okay. also to remind myself that this is my job. The vision is my job because this is where I'm strong. You know, right. I'm strong in the visionary department so my job is not to you know set up affiliate links for partners or to yeah, yeah. Uh, you know set up meetings or, or or reply to you know some operational emails that people that my team members can do so to drive the vision and uh behind the computer screen <laughs> that i'm looking at with the corner of my eye i can see my big goal for 2024. So you said in five years, 2024 is in three years, but you know, I know where I'm going <laughs> business wise and personal, personally, the goals are revenue goals, but you know, everything is directed towards those. So there's a lot of impact that we'll be able to make with those goals. You know, all the, all the authors, all the entrepreneurs that will be able to help to write books, to expand, you know, what they're thinking into other people's minds, share their wisdom with so many other readers that otherwise might not be able to learn about all these things. So uh, the goals are financial, yeah. but you know that's just the numbers because it's easy to latch onto. You know, yeah, and right. your brain latches onto a number, yeah. and behind that number is everything else. Is all the marketing that's needed to attract all those entrepreneurs, and you know all the you know we will have to expand our team in order to yep. process all those projects and to launch all these books every week but that drives it you know i'm not a great financial person but i understand the business finances like my business is finances yeah. and i know that finance is the language of business so this is what we look at every week with the team and we then act depending on what the numbers look like so mm -hmm. numbers driven just yeah. to understand where we're going and then all that translates into the type of actions that we take well it sounds like there's definitely a lot of growth that you guys are looking to make inside of the business and um 
which like you said, that in turn allows a lot of other people, a lot of authors and, and uh, experts to, to get their message out to a lot of people and help impact a lot of people that way too, right? Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's switch gears here. Uh, this is kind of one of my favorite questions. I like to kind of talk about like a turning point or a critical moment in your life, kind of that fork in the road where, you know, had you made a different decision that you, than you did, you'd be in a very different place, right? Obviously you made the decision you did, which has you where you are today. But I think there's a lot of people that draw strength and, and power from hearing other people's stories. And like, cause you know, when you're in that moment, it's, sometimes it's, you feel like you're getting pulled either right or left and trying to figure out which way is the right way to go. And, and uh, a lot of uncertainty sometimes for people. Is there a moment that comes to mind for you as I kind of lay that out? Yes. That was the moment I left my corporate job. I had a really good position. I was um, in a so-called fast track program, which was a program to create the leaders of the company. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was you know, considering leaving and just having these early conversations with family members or friends, like couldn't have too many, but <laughs> I did tell my dad and he said that I'm out of my mind yeah. because there's a line of people that would kill to have my position. And, you know, when you're in a comfortable position, it's so difficult to leave. It's like, you know, good to great. You're, you're fine. You know, your, your needs are being taken care of. And that makes it really difficult to go because, you know, if you're not treated well, like, you know, your husband beats you. Okay. It's easy to, easy to leave in that case. Yeah, hopefully. But if it's yeah. sort of, if it's like silent and you're just every day dying a little bit inside, you might not notice it or it might be more difficult to, to, to make a, you know, firm decision to, to get out of there. And that's why it was difficult because I have this comfortable, I had this comfortable position. I was doing well. I was successful by many standards, right. but I was not feeling fulfilled. Yeah. So it was, okay, leave it, but go into the unknown yeah. or stay and die every day inside a little bit. <laughs> so I decided, I decided to, to leave and I justified in my mind that, you know, my CV has been perfect until now. And a gap years is cool to have on, you know, potentially on your CV. I was thinking that I would actually probably go back to the corporate world. But you know, once I left, then that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. go back. I reinvented myself. And I mean, that was the best decision I could ever make. I mean, like, even financially, I would never be able to get to where I am now yeah. if I stayed there. It's, it's yeah. just just impossible. So yeah. now I see that it was a good move. But at the time, you know, most people, some of my closest people were telling me, don't leave. What are you doing? Well, that's the problem, right? I mean, that's, you know, when you're in that, when you're standing at that crossroads, it's like, uh, if you could only know, like, if you had that guarantee, people are looking for that guarantee before they make the leap. And I guess there's some faith that comes in there. Obviously, you had, I think you mentioned you had your book, which helped you I make did. that decision a little bit easier as well, but still not an easy decision, I would imagine. No, but you know, you don't have any guarantees, but you also create your future. So, you know, you choose yeah. to go right or left, but you're not going into, let's see, it's, it's, it's what I'm going to create. Yeah. So there's that too. And I guess now I know that I'm a visionary, you know, I did the Colby A and Colby <laughs> B and yeah. okay. I know I'm a quick start. I know I'm a visionary. It's probably harder to be, you know, in the corporate system 
basically following checklists or, you know, things like that. If you're a visionary, you're a quick start right. and you're forced into this cookie cutter position because your position is, you know, there are boundaries. It's from here to here and, and that's it. And don't go anywhere else because that's somebody else's position. And we'll see if we'll promote you or not. And mm. we decide how much money you're going to make and when you go on holidays and, you know, all these things. So I think it's probably would have left sooner or later, but it's much easier to leave sooner yeah. <laughs> than later, I guess. There's a lot of you know personal things going on for sure. Like if you have a, a spouse that is doing well, then for sure you have the safety net and you can you can do it easier. Like if you're a single parent and you know your little kids are depending on you, like that's a tough moment to say, I'm yeah. gonna leave you, you know, I'm gonna right. leave you my you know comfortable salary to see you, you know, what entrepreneurial thing I can do. So now that I look at it, I see it wasn't that, you know, that risky. Even my parents could have potentially supported me at that time. But I don't know. I, I follow my gut a lot. So, yeah. I mean, I look at numbers and uh, I want to make wise financial decisions, you know, when we talk about you know, the business. But sometimes you just have to really follow your gut. And if you feel yeah. like going right will make you die a little bit every day and going left is exciting right right what are you gonna do yeah absolutely yeah you bet on yourself which i love so that's that's awesome i appreciate you sharing that that's good it's again you know tough times last year and a half and so a lot of people making those decisions right now so thank you mm. as we start to wrap this up there's one or two things you could leave with the listeners that if they were to take action on that today would help move them forward today what would that be I think um, piggybacking on your previous question, like where do you want to be five years from now? Mm -hmm. I mean, if five years is a long uh, horizon, because it is pretty long, uh, think about one year from now or three years from now, paint that picture. Just uh, a couple of days ago, one of my COOs was, because we have to, <laughs> one of my COOs was interviewing for a project manager position. And she usually asks me, can you take a look at the, at the Zoom video of the interview and tell me what you think. And so, you know, I spent a minute doing that. And there was this interview with this young girl, well, young lady who, and the part of the interview that I listened to was when they were just getting to know each other and interviewee had some pictures on the wall behind her. And my COO asked, you know, what are those pictures? And uh, she said, well, that's my dream home. And I immediately loved that. Because this is, you know, the vision board. Where yeah. do you want to be? What do you want to do? Ideally, she should put a date, right, on that, yeah, on that right. wall. This is what's going to happen by. And I think that's, that's the way to go. Like, you need to know what your destination or, or your desired destination is. Or, you know, how are you going to get there <laughs> if you don't know? It's the Alice in Wonderland quote, right? Well, if yeah. you don't know where you're going anyway will take you there yeah. so i think figuring out where you want to be is the foundational component of getting there and then it's creating a plan to to get there and of course you will adapt like you have to adapt as you know there are some obstacles maybe thrown your way yeah. but i just recently listened to this podcast with tony mm -hmm. robbins today and he said impossible is just an opinion <laughs> so if somebody says this is impossible like 
that's that's an opinion. You know, yeah. science says it's impossible. You know, science said something was impossible a couple of years ago. Now science says it's possible. So impossible is just an opinion. And I think you need to have a vision, have it, you know, pictures on your wall or mind movie on your computer or just a, you can have a number <laughs> uh, taped to your computer screen and know that you're going there. I think that's, that's the key. That's, and it's exciting when you start reaching those milestones and then you start creating new vision boards because the ones you created in the past, it all came true. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. What are some ways that the listeners can find out more about you and your company and, and uh, everything that you're up to? Right. So I hang out at leaderspress.com. And if you're looking to uh, create a book, whether it's to grow your business or to leave a legacy, or maybe you want to get on one of those lists like USA Today or Wall Street Journal, come over to leaderspress.com slash quiz and take this cool quiz that will tell you which book type is best for you. And then if we're a good fit, we can help you get it done. Excellent. Yeah, we'll get that linked up for the listeners as well in the show notes. And Alinka, I appreciate you coming on. This has been fun. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Nate. So exciting. Have a good day. You too. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years and marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, babe